Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hope you're all having a lovely afternoon. Remember to leave reviews for the podcast at Apple Podcasts. What? That doesn't make any sense. Leave them on iTunes. No, it's called Apple Podcasts now. Oh. Yeah, they don't They don't use iTunes anymore. Guys, I'm out of the loop. Yep. I uh, hope you're also out of the loop. If you want to be looped into other things, you can go to our Facebook group. That's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. You can talk to people about IVF when we're not recording. That's the beauty of it. Or while we're recording. That's true, too. You could live blog our episodes. Mm. That should be something. (laughs) Uh, Go to our website, uh, excellentadventure.com. And uh, there you'll find all sorts of things, resources, uh, some links to some articles we have discussed in the past, 
things of that nature. And also you'll find a link to our Patreon page, which helps support the podcast and our endless cycles of IVF. That's patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Twitter at excellent pod. And our email is dorianmatt at gmail.com and Matt and Dory at gmail.com. And of course, that phone number is 413-461-BABY. All right. Nothing to report. First email. You're so funny. It's early. Um, Okay, so listen, we had a retrieval. We sure did. It was on a Monday. Yep. We got some eggs. We did. We didn't get as many eggs as we thought. We were hoping to get about 12 eggs. We got 12 eggs, but only six of them were mature. Right. And our... We How got many were overbaked? One. Oh, only one was overcooked? Yeah. All right. That's pretty reasonable. And then they told us... First, they told us that five had fertilized. Yes, that is correct. Which seemed fine we were like all right we were like all right not terrible like we got six we so were five hoping out of six we were hoping for more but five out of six you know obviously we'll take it and then i got an email from dr beck on tuesday and she was like hey do you have time to talk later today and i was like hmm. bo just burped well he just inhaled a bowl of a bowl of food both that being so rude to our listeners <laughs> If you want to be part of the podcast, you can go get your microphone. Yeah. But otherwise, just chill out. Chillax, Bo. Um, so she called me, and then she's like, is your husband on the line? I was like, oh, no, he's oh working. dear. Oh, boy. Um, she wants to talk to Matt, too. Yeah. Which, you know, I appreciate. But also, now I sound low. The, I, was, oh. I was going the other way. Now I sound yeah. low. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi. All right. It's upside down to me, so I went. I turned it the wrong way. Oh, I see. Um, so we patch. I patch Matt in. He's on set. Yeah. And then I got a call. I was like, "Oh, I better answer this. Dory wouldn't be calling me unless it was something important." And it was. And she proceeded to tell us in a typically long-winded manner. <laughs> uh. Basically, that she was also surprised that we had not gotten as many mature eggs as we did. Yeah. She was expecting 10. Yeah. And she got six. And then she was like, and because only two fertilize normally, we were like, wait, what? Two? Yeah. And then she said, well, three of them, they may still fertilize, but it's it would be a late activation. <laughs> and... Again, it was like one of those, oh, we didn't even know that was a thing things. Yeah. It's true. Like, I didn't want you guys to just go read it on the portal. And if we did, we would have been like better off. Well, also the portal said that five had fertilized. Well, there you go. <laughs> so well, we would have been delighted the by the portal, portal. lied. <laughs> I mean, what would the end result be? What? Who knows? Zero blast. Zero make it. Uh, you know, one makes it. It's like, all right, well. I'm I'm setting myself up for zero making it. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. That's what we do here. 
We lower the expectations. And we cannot be disappointed. So they also, they used to check them on day three. They don't. You'd get a day three update of which ones were still progressing, and they don't check on day three anymore because they don't want to disturb them. This isn't even recording. Oh. This needs to not be facing this way. Oh, it it is recording. We're fine. I can't tell because it's not looking at me. Okay, then turn it. Oh, Oh, my God. We have had a Forever 35 crisis. This is a disaster. Dory recorded here yesterday with the thing. That's why I'm turning volume down when I want to turn it up and then it's not facing me and it's very disconcerting. And I thought, honestly, I thought we weren't recording. It was a disaster. And I was like, that's weird. The numbers are going up. (laughs) That's probably why you took it. You seemed more calm about it than I would have. Yeah, because I was like... I was like, we're not recording. That's strange. We'll leave that in for people at home. (laughs) That's fun for them. Well, it's kind of the ups and downs of IVF. (laughs) (laughs) You think you're recording, then you think you're not recording, then it turns out you are recording. Could you guys imagine if you missed out on all that gold? (laughs) All that podcast gold? Oh, man. Um, So... Yeah, so they don't check on day three anymore. They just check on day five. So we, we're in the dark. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I mean, they might have already, they all might have already stopped growing and we don't even know. That's true. But they don't check them on day three anymore because I guess they found that it wasn't good to disturb them. Yes, they discovered that when they weren't checked on day three, they had a higher success rate of so, growing. So I'm just hoping that whatever magic they can do in that lab well you know that's not the only thing she told us we got a discount oh yeah (laughs) again a thing we did not even know existed (laughs) guys well she we're buckle up we should be getting a discount she said she told billing to give us a discount whether or not billing you know what i'll take a look see if billing gave us a discount whether or not Billing actually did give us a discount is still unknown. I mean, trust me, we will be asking about that discount the next time we go in. Oh, for sure. Even if they're like, guess what? You have five viable embryos. Yeah. Like, okay, well, where's our discount? Where's our discount? Um, so apparently you get a discount if you had five or fewer eggs retrieved. Uh-huh. And even though we had six, she, I think, A, she felt so bad. Because she was really pumping us up. She was pumping us up quite a bit this uh, this round. Like every ultrasound, she's like, oh, beautiful. Look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. Look, oh, see, they're all clustered in there. Look at them, blah, blah, blah. And so we were like, oh, this round is going to be amazing. Yes, and it was not amazing. And it was not amazing. So far, so not amazing. And then... We asked about the late activation, mm-hmm. and she said, well, that's a sperm issue. Right. Um, so, what does that mean? Well, we, I, got, I, I, I haven't even looked to see what my count was. Do they tell you? I mean, they know, but what I was hearing from her on the day of was that it was not uh, it was even worse than it was previously I mean so my sperm count is in a rapid decline <sighs> so I don't know how much stress really affects it but I think it affects it seems to be a lot 
So, you know, Dory and I, our plan right now is to just do the FET. Well, not, it wouldn't be an FET, would it? Yeah. Even though they're frozen? An FET is frozen. Wait, I thought, it was, I thought the F was for fresh. No, remember we discussed this, that it, it makes no sense that they call it an FET when fresh and frozen both begin with F. Right. <laughs> it's frozen. Okay. <laughs> they so, say they refer to it as a fresh transfer or an FET. And an FET means frozen. Well, what do they refer to a frozen transfer as? FET. That's what I just said. I'm so confused. Okay, so. Fro- they they don't call a fro- they usually don't call a frozen transfer a frozen transfer. They call it an FET. Right. But they call a fresh transfer a fresh transfer. Okay. So here's the deal. Dory and I have But yes, it is confusing. We have an embryo and a half on ice. We have one normal boy embryo i believe yep and one mosaic girl embryo so our plan right now is to do a transfer in dory's next cycle of both of those embryos and to see what sticks yeah and then perhaps ride off into the sunset with Bo. With a little hat. Bo and a little hat. Yeah. Bo's going to have a hat? Yeah, if we ride off into the sunset, he's going to need a hat. Well, Bo's going to have a little cowboy hat. Yep. Maybe some spurs. Um, Yeah, I don't know that we have another round in us. Yeah. And we're we're also operating under the assumption that we will get no embryos. This is true. Um, I mean, if we get an embryo, our plan is still to do the transfer as soon as your next cycle right starts so it just we we might transfer like if we get an embryo we might transfer that embryo yeah sure instead of like the two we have on want to put all three in no okay i don't want to do that all right okay i don't really even want to put two in at once yeah. but i will well if you don't want to don't do it i would rather do single and do it like i'm afraid of ending up with twins you're afraid of knocking it all out at once. Yeah. You're saying that's unlikely. Yeah. I'm saying that given our luck, it's not, although you don't want it, so it'll probably happen. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't know, guys. Listen, we're fortunate. We're able to still have eggs and some sperm. I know that a lot of people out there don't have either. Correct. So, you know, there's also, I, you know, I talked to Dory about freezing doing a round of freezing whilst I got surgery on my testicles and uh, got into shape and didn't smoke and cooled my balls and stopped riding bikes. And You don't ride bikes. Well, I know, but that's usually a way I get in shape is to ride a bike. Oh. You know what I mean? I think you would have to go to the gym that you joined. Yeah, I know. But not get on the bike. Not that get on the bike. If right. you do the treadmill... Yeah. And I was, you know, saying, oh, it's short, short seasons around the corner. Yep. Breezier. Could be loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. You know. And we could take care of that. Now, the surgery, from the surgery to when I'd be able to ejaculate again, I believe the distance is pretty decent. Isn't it like six months? Yeah, which was why we discussed like... And they and they said that the outcome is not like it's not like you instantly get 
a normal sperm count. You get right. like 10% more or something right. or 50% more. I don't know. Whatever they said, they were basically like, you're. No, I think it's 100% more. But my number was so low. He was like, but 100% more is still like blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. So, you know, acupuncture. Um, my acupuncturist would love to get some needles in you. Her, her, herbal tea. Herbal refreshments. Herbal tea. Whatever. <laughs> Because it's, um, <clears throat> also, I just want to, you know, I, we did so much thinking about when will Dory be ready to do this that we did not think about when would be a not stressful time for Matt. And thusly, when would his sperm be working okay? I don't know. Who could have seen this coming? Probably all of us. <laughs> but, like, you know. We've been like, well, Zigging no, we got to do this because Dory's going to Blue Blue Town or I don't know where Blue Blue Town is or no, her book's coming out or blah, blah, blah. But then we were like, well, let's do it this time when Matt's doing 900 things. Right. And Because uh, it felt like with me, we were like racing against the clock. Yes. But little did we know with me, we were racing into a brick wall of no sperm. I don't know, guys. I don't know what my count is from last time, but let's just say I think it's down. I think last time it was down to fifty-two thousand from from a million. Mm. That's a substantial drop. Is it? Yeah. Something must be going on. <laughs> so I mean, it's fairly depressing, but you know, we've 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 been depressed about it off the air. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It sure is. What do we do? Uh, we have to wait till Sunday. Oh, yeah. We're not going to know until Sunday. So. Yeah. I mean, if that. I think she wanted. She like was waiting because like, we were, we're going to be in New York on Monday or, or Saturday. And I was like, in my head, I was like, this phone call would also work in New York. I don't understand. Yeah, but I think they don't. I don't know. They don't check them till Saturday afternoon. Okay. I don't know. Right. I, I, I don't know. We don't. I'm just okay. anticipating not knowing till Sunday. You know, probably right before you go on the air. No, because I work so early relative. You know what I mean? Yeah. I shoot at one o'clock, which is what, 11 a.m.? No, I know, but she will be in the office Sunday morning probably. I'm just uh, preparing for worst case scenario. I won't be around okay. to take that phone call. Great. I will take that phone call and I will tell you the results after your show. <sighs> right before I go do a interview. And then uh, never stop. Well, it does stop. This is your last show. Feels like it never stops. It, it, it's stopping. All right. Um, that's just, I don't know. So what do you guys think about that? Tell us in the comments, leave a thumbs up and don't forget to subscribe. Okay. All right. Time for email. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Let's hear about other people's times. Okay. You've heard about, you've heard about our times. You didn't have to say a word. Dory's eating a sous vide egg white bite because it's very early in the morning and I already ate mine because I drove them back to the house and I ate while I was walking, Bo. So much, so much stuff was happening. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is from Shannon. Hi, y'all. Thanks so much for the realistic podcast. I appreciate your candor. I had three miscarriages in 2017. And wow, that episode y'all did post-MC was so dark, but it really resonated with me and made me feel less alone. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um... Who had a? Did we have a miscarriage? What happened? We, we had a chemical pregnancy. Oh, I guess she's calling it a miscarriage. I didn't even really think about it as a miscarriage. 
It didn't even feel like a real pregnancy. Well, I mean, if you look at the word miscarriage, it's technically correct. Yeah. We tried to shove it in your carriage. And, and it, it missed. missed. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I didn't mean it like that, <laughs> but like... Anyway. Anyway, I'm a PA in internal medicine, and I'm writing... That's a physician's assistant. Uh-huh. Not the PA. Not a production assistant. Correct. Uh, and I'm... F-E-T. Guys, there's so many letters that are meaning the same thing. We need to get rid of these letters. F-E-T, P-A. I know. I know. Also, PA could be Pennsylvania. This is so true. I'm writing in response to the patient who has chronic endometriosis and has failed two rounds. I thought chronic endometriosis. That's correct. Yeah. I read it quickly and wrong. Uh, I failed two rounds of P-O-A-B-X. What? What? What's ABX? I don't know. What does it say? And failed two rounds of PO ABX. It's got to be. Some oh, sort of, antibiotics. That's what I was going to say. It's got to be some sort of medical shorthand. <laughs> uh, time to bring out the big guns and ask to be referred to an infectious disease specialist Ooh. who can set her up with a PCC line. Pick line. PIC. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm also getting real dumb along with my sperm mm. think of it as like a super i'm sorry should i be reading semi-permanent this? iv that could be removed when treatment is done and do anywhere from two to six weeks of iv antibiotics in accordance with culture reports the pick will help so she's not stuck every day with an iv for the iv meds and they will teach her how to administer the IV antibiotics at home and how to care for the pick appropriately. Oh, and by the way, an infectious disease specialist is less scary than what it sounds. Don't be nervous about meeting them. They specialize in all infections that are a little outside the comfort zone for regular practitioners. So not like just Ebola. Yeah. Like your uh, your houses, you know? Your houses? Dr. House, Gregory House, MD. Oh, sure. Uh, Never or, watched it. Or with infections that have failed typical meds and can be and can provide a ton of guidance in antibiotic management. Good luck with retrieval today. Thank you. Your luck didn't work, Shannon. <coughs> uh, prayers for y'all. Shannon Domingue. Mm, read her P.S. M-S-P-A-C-P-A-C. P.S. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> P.S. and Matt, the last name is pronounced Domain. <laughs> oh, no. I, that's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. I butchered your name. She said, I know you will want to say something like Domingu or Domingu. Haha. I love your mispronunciations, and I figured you would butcher mine. Emoji knife. (laughs) Emoji uh, uproarious laughter. (laughs) So that was uh, Shannon Domain, who refuses Uh. to spell her name like it sounds. (laughs) This is, quite frankly, the worst reading I've ever done on the podcast. That was pretty bad. There were a lot of acronyms, but it was still pretty bad. Listen. 
So I'm going to read this. Shannon, I apologize. Next email. And also um, our reader who wrote in. With the, Listener uh, who wrote in. Oh, boy. Endometriosis. We, we try, is that what I'm saying? Yeah. Endo me tritis. Endometritis. Yeah. I said, forget it. Um, We're not doctors. Go get yourself a doctor house. Um, this is from Anonymous who says, I love the podcast and how real you keep it with the ups and downs of the journey to have a baby. I used to work as an IVF coordinator, RN, like SEMA. Like great SEMA. Did we tell people that SEMA? Not our place. Okay. All right. And every time you put questions out, I want to answer them right away, but I usually can't because I listen while doing my dishes or cleaning my house and my hands are in water or otherwise not free. Keep telling myself I should go back later and write, but ADHD, the struggle is real. And a wise person once told me not to should on myself. Oh, oh, that's interesting. So I'm probably never going to change that habit except now. Hmm. Here I am listening to episode 69 over breakfast. My hands are free. And I was reminded of the trans man thinking about freezing his eggs. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you suggested talking to a genetic counselor about his translocation, because that is honestly the best advice for anyone with a known genetic abnormality who is considering making a baby or freezing eggs or sperm. Eggs, especially because the stimulation and retrieval process is less fun and more invasive, as you already know so well. Sidebar, I hate it when people say, just freeze your eggs as if it's simple, cheap, and 100% guarantee of a future baby. Ugh. Yes, this is a high horse that I've recently gotten on. You have? Yeah. I mean, not recently. Like, I've kind of always been on this high horse, but I've been on it more, a lot more recently. This idea that, like just freeze your eggs that's a guarantee and like it's a it's a guarantee of jack shit right you know but also i run around telling everyone to freeze their eggs i know it's but i guess it's better than nothing but you should have low expectations is my point strangers in the street i'm like freeze your eggs (laughs) um i mean that also i also hate when people are like just adopt as if like you just like walk over to the adoption store and take home a kid. Yeah, it's not quite like uh, getting a dog. No. You can't like walk over to your local Toys R Us and there's like a bin of children waiting <laughs> yeah. to be pet yeah. and walked around. Yeah, and you're like, all right, I'll take this one. This one seems all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, apparently that's how they used to do it in orphanages. They would like parents would come and like literally pick out a child and like leave with the child. What a horrifying thing. It sounds the other children. terrible. Anyway, I mean, didn't you see Annie? No. Oh, okay. Enough digression. Yeah. Likewise. Here's a bit of what I learned in my two-ish years of working in IVF, including during doing fertility preservation and IVF for four trans men. Mm hmm. If you are a trans man or woman and considering parenting a biological child in the future, freeze your eggs or sperm before you begin hormones to transition. Mm -hmm. The rest is geared toward trans men. If you are a trans man already on T and wanting to preserve your fertility now, get off the hormones ASAP and wait three months or three menses before beginning your fertility preservation slash egg stimulation slash retrieval cycle. For all XX people, it takes three months to affect the quality of your eggs, i.e. what you're eating, doing, or taking right now affects the egg you will release three months from now. 
Your current egg is the result of your biology slash lifestyle three months ago. Mm. I'm not sure if it's patient driven or perceived patient urgency, but it seems to me from my experience and anecdotally from friends in the IVF process that REs are often encouraging patients to move forward ASAP, even if waiting three months might be more beneficial for your outcome. Please take the time necessary to allow for your most optimal response. Much is not known about the impact of tea on biofemale fertility. And a lot of times doctors say you can start after your first period, but with all your investing, it really would be best to wait three menses before starting. Anecdotally, we had a patient on tea for years before doing IVF. His first retrieval cycle, he got a lot of eggs, but the quality was poor and no embryos made it. He had to take a month off before trying again, the equivalent of if he'd waited four menstrual cycles before starting. The second cycle cycle yielded multiple PGS normal embryos. Only one example, but the difference in response to the two cycles was remarkable. Make sure you have excellent mental health and emotional support through your fertility preservation journey. Whoops. This is for, for trans men. I know, but I feel like it applies to all of us. Well, you, you've been seeing a therapist. I know, but I'm not having excellent mental health right now, nor am I having... I think she means mental health support, Mm. right? Even if you don't typically do therapy, this would be an excellent time to find a trans-aware provider and check in weekly. The hormones make most patients feel hyper-emotional and sensitive and adding in the identity factor and also the fact that you may not have had a normal estrogen progesterone cycle for a long time means that this is like turbocharged puberty for someone already in transition. Oh, that sounds horrible. Truly does. I worried more about my trans patients' mental health than about their OHSS risk, which is saying a lot because I really worried about OHSS for patients. Mm. Although I wish they were, not every provider, RN, medical assistant, front desk staff member is as aware or sensitive to pronouns. Ask your RN coordinator to advocate slash alert others to your pronouns and ask if they can put an alert on your appointment notes or wherever the staff look when they're preparing to bring you back for your appointments. Even when I made these efforts, some staff still screwed it up. It was not meant as a personal attack. They were busy and in their typical workflow, they were used to having cis women as patients and didn't pay attention or think about it. If you're comfortable doing so, kindly correct them and remind them of your preferred pronoun. If you're not comfortable correcting them and also upset, let your coordinator know about it so she or he can remind the staff to pay attention and be more sensitive. We can't do better if we don't get constructive feedback. Three, a little coordinator humor. Remember... Trans men don't have periods. They have menses. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, that's plenty for now. (laughs) I will work on answering questions as I hear them moving forward. Thank you for being you. And thanks and sharing yourselves and journey with all of us. Well, thank you. Thank you. That was very informative. Helpful. And I hope Kay is still listening to this podcast. Please. Kay's always listening. I, I might give Kay a heads up. Kay, do what Kay do. To listen to this episode. That would be handy. You know, just I like, happen to feel like you're going to forget to do that. Because that so rude. I can't imagine that staying in our head. We have a lot to do today. Oh, my God. It's not like a dig on you wow. or Kay. Wow. Honey, sorry. <sighs> That's just how I feel. I see that. All right. <clears throat> Does my voice sound like it's not good? What do you mean? Like if my voice feels weak. I mean, I like don't know. it feels weak. Not like it is weak. Oh. I, I didn't notice you sounding <sighs> weird. Okay. You sound a little tired. That's good. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is from Anonymous. You guys had a story about a guy from Pittsburgh talking about performance anxiety and had a story to relate. Uh-oh. I think this topic isn't spoken about from the guy's perspective. I've had generalized anxiety for a few years about the whole process, uh, but this whole process rocked me for sure. Before we started fertility treatments, we were doing it every other day or every single day because my wife's cycles were super long and all over the place. It was really hard to just mobilize on command uh, when neither of us were in the mood or I had to go to work in five minutes. That kind of started some anxiety relate, related to the situation. Okay, here we go. When it was time to actually produce a sample on demand, that made it even worse. I was okay for original sperm testing, but for the first of our IUIs, it sent me over the ledge. My numbers were never amazing, but it wasn't classified as having a low count or any male factor issues for my baseline testing. But our baseline testing and first IUI, I listened to their advice and had low morphology and poor motility after not having sex or masturbating for five days. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's backed up, you know? Mm -hmm. For the second IUI, I was so anxious about having to produce a sample on demand, uh, that morning I was a wreck. We didn't have sex beforehand to listen to their advice, but I was so anxious that that night I had a wet dream in the middle of the night. I... Had I freaked out thinking I had ejaculated? Uh, what was it? Saturday night. Oh no! I thought it. I was like, oh no! Why did I do? What happened? And I was like, wait, no. I think I think that was literally just a dream. And I was like, yeah, that was a dream. That was all a dream. No. Anyway, it's very. It is. It's so. It is very anxiety inducing. Yeah. This whole thing. This whole thing. Anyway, back to this. All the anxiety must have destroyed my subconscious. I woke up and almost began crying. Bro, I get you. We were supposed to wait five days, and my anxiety had caused this to happen two hours before I was supposed to wake up and produce a sample. Oy. I woke up two hours later and somehow able to get myself the right mindset and make it happen at 5.30 in the morning. Crazy thing was that my count was almost eight times what it was the previous time and my morphology and motility were in the normal range. I think they're making, I think they're making people wait too long. Okay. I'm on, I'm on my high horse now. <laughs> After that, for two rounds of IVF, uh, you know, IVF, I didn't bother listening to their advice about waiting. That way, I wouldn't cause my anxiety to build up. If I, and if I knew that it, something accidentally happened, it would actually make any difference. Hopefully, that gives some male listeners solace in they also have anxiety, if they also have anxiety with this process or ever worry about having sex too soon before giving a sample. It's a sensitive, so, it's a sensitive topic for guys. I apologize to everyone for my reading 
comprehension and ability today. But when I spoke to my therapist, he said it's common for guys going through fertility treatments. Obviously, on the physical side, we have much less invasive treatments compared to women, but the emotional and mental toll can have an effect on any partner involved, regardless of sex. Sending you positive thoughts on this journey and hope that both of you come out of the other side physically and mentally as unscathed as possible. And I will say, when my wife finally did become pregnant after fertility treatments, there was a definite post-traumatic stress of everything going wrong for years. Another mental health difficulty. Mm. Uh, that is, you know, that's a, it's a good point. I don't know. It's so fucking stressful. It's so stressful. For both parties. But like, there's an element of stress to it with the guys where you're like, well, okay, well, I have this one thing to do. Why can't I do this one thing correctly? Like, right. why can't my sperm count be somewhat reasonable? Why can't my fucking sperm activate seemingly normal eggs? Like, what did I do? And that is, a, that is very annoying. And anxiety-inducing. Do you talk about it in therapy? I mean, I have in the past. Last couple of therapies have been about other things, honey. Okay. Anyway, that was a great email, Anonymous. Thank you for sending it in. Thank you. This is from Dar. I'm a 36-year-old woman with unexplained infertility. My husband and I have been TTC for a little over three years. I wanted to write in to thank you so much for the show. I appreciate you sticking with it week after week after week, despite whether or not anything big is happening, (laughs) since that is the reality of infertility. I am currently on my second IUI cycle with Clomid, and it is horrible. Mm -hmm. I am surprised there have not been more listeners writing in about it. For me, the mood swings have been almost unbearable, and I feel paralyzed in my everyday life in terms of productivity. This has come up in the Facebook group, actually. Really? Yeah, because people apparently have wildly different reactions to Clomid. Interesting. Like some people, it's like NBD. Mm -hmm. And then some people have this reaction where they're like, I want to die. That is, if you, how have you, you, you did it. No, I didn't do Clomid. I thought you did it in the first round. Nope. Clomid is usually for IUI. Oh. What am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> On a merch note, I would buy a That's a Lot to Unpack bag if it was a cream-colored canvas weekender bag with black block lettering and black straps. <laughs> oh, done. That is very specific. <laughs> I, like, I like this specific merch. If you have specific merch <laughs> request. I would also buy a horse zone toiletries bag. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's funny. Wait, what was the horse zone? I, th- I think she the horse zone was the the place in Burbank that Daisy wouldn't let us look at houses because of the radiation. That was the horse zone. Oh, are you sure? That was the horse zone. Okay. There's a strike zone and the strike zone nightshirt, as envisioned by Matt. Yeah. My husband jokingly blames our infertility on my hostile vagina, so I'd also buy a hostile vagina nightshirt. Uh, what about hostile vagina, um, like uh, boy short underwear? Like with the hostile vagina on the butt? 
on the front. Oh, on the front, yeah. pointing to your hostel yeah. vagina. Hostel. It doesn't have to point. It just says hostel oh. vagina. On a vacation to Miami, my husband and I saw a woman wearing a shirt that said, your face makes my pussy dry. <laughs> I don't hate that. We couldn't believe our eyes and couldn't stop saying the phrase for the rest of our vacation. I am imagining... I imagine there could be a good spinoff of that phrase for your merchandise. <laughs> Matt, I do not like Miami either. I was hoping for a Golden Girls vibe, and that was not at all my experience. You got to go to like Boca for a Golden Girls vibe. Yeah. Listen, I've been on, I've been recreating Florida all week on the Goldberg set. But aren't you recreating like Daytona Beach? Fort Lauderdale. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm proficient in both Illustrator and Photoshop in my work as a clothing designer and would happily help you guys design some merch free of charge. I'm currently on episode 52, but at the rate I listen, I will be up to date by the time you guys read this email. I've been listening for less than a week. Mm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's all for now. Wishing you all the best. P.S. Matt, did you know that the Boy Scouts are now admitting girls? I think this may double your chances of fathering an Eagle Scout. That's true. PSS Dory rules Bo drools. Oh, suck it, Bo. JK, Bo sounds lovely. Thanks for it all, Dar. I mean, Bo does drool. He does, especially when like we're giving him his pills. Yeah, we he's put him so in those excited. Stinky pill pockets. Um, is it time to hear from our it other sure sponsor? Is, actually, great. That's exactly what I was looking for. So we have some treats. I have some news. What's that? You were wrong about the horse zone. I was. You know what the horse zone was? No, I don't. It was a night terror I had. Oh, but it was, but it came out of that though. Are you sure? That was where we came up with the idea of the horse zone. Are you sure? You were looking at, you were looking at Burbank real estate, right? We were looking for houses. You had started searching in Burbank where the horses are, the equestrian area. Right. Which we had. The rancho. Yeah. We started to call it the horse zone. We had had a discussion sure? in the day. Yes, 100% sure. I thought I had the night terror and it was totally random. No, I, it wasn't random. That's what it was related to. Well, anyway, it was a night terror. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> um, we got another email about endometrit- endometritis. Which you have forwarded to our listener. That's great. Which, What? you forward it to the person who asked us about it no well it's so long i know and so i'm not i'm actually not going to read the whole thing and i will end up forwarding it um but i'm going to oh my god it is so long um i am going to read the conclusion which is that she ended up having an experimental 28 day treatment of letrozole and norethindrone which is most commonly used for endometriosis yeah. But my doctor said oftentimes a letrozole treatment can help to reset the lining. And she also made some pretty drastic diet changes and cut out all gluten, dairy, caffeine, and processed sugar. Her doctor said that that didn't have anything to do with later success, but she thinks that it did. So, you know, just FYI. Um, and that she had her sixth transfer in October 2017. And I'm so happy to report that as I write this, we are 18 weeks pregnant. So her advice is push for antibiotic treatments that are more aggressive and longer than 10 days, push for hysteroscopies over blind biopsies and possibly explore diet changes. And also she says totally unrelated. 
she wanted to say why she and her husband had to do IVF in the first place. Her husband had CBAVD, congenital bilateral absence of the vas deferens, i.e. he was born lacking the vas deferens tube, so like he had a vasectomy. Mm. But he was a candidate for TSE surgery, and they got enough vials to do IVF with ICSI. Um, Lastly, we also learned my husband is a cystic fibrosis carrier, and recent science has found that men who are carriers or have the disease often are lacking or have underdeveloped vas deferens. Interesting. That is very interesting. That's, you know, new knowledge. Yeah. Um, And then... We heard from another listener who said, my husband has congenital absence of the vas deferens related to being a carrier for cystic fibrosis. This is out of control. I know. We didn't even address that last No. Um, this, this email is from Rachel. The last email is from Anonymous. Um, and she just wants to say, in the last couple of months, I've heard comments from listeners and you about how you are less optimistic than you once were. And at least one listener expressing some disapproval or sadness over this. Well, nuts to that. During the first few months of pregnancy after the round, when I finally gave birth to my daughter, I in my head thought of my daughter as my anger baby. I went into that round with no hope for success, only a stubborn, angry determination that I would not stop until IVF was completely exhausted as an option and only so I would have no regrets in my future. FYI, I continued counseling after I got pregnant to help me let go of that anger and bond with my fetus slash daughter without cynicism. All this is a windy way of saying that there's nothing strange about your loss of optimism, cheerfulness, and anyone listening to your podcast for insights into what IVF is like should be aware. This is what it's like, at least for me. I went into the first round, hopefully for a baby. By the end, I only did it to avoid regret. I'm amazed and grateful that modern medicine has allowed me to have a family that would otherwise be impossible, but the heartache is real. Mm. Yeah. Um, this next email is from Emily. Let me preface this by saying I'm not a doctor, but would like to share a personal experience that may be helpful to Matt. From now on, I'd like all um, emails to be prefaced that you're not a doctor, <laughs> unless you're a doctor. I have. It's okay. I have PCOS, which makes it really difficult to lose weight. Couple that with a tendency to binge eat when I feel stressed or sad, and I suddenly found myself with 40 extra pounds that didn't seem to budge regardless of what I did. I've been a dedicated gym rat for 12 plus years, and I've followed a relatively healthy diet my entire life with the exception of these binge sessions that happened on occasion. In January, under my doctor's supervision, I started a medication called Saxenda. Victoza is the brand name in the U.S., I believe. For me, this has been nothing short of miraculous. I have lost over eight pounds since the beginning of the month and no longer have a desire to binge on junk. My appetite has been dramatically reduced and I no longer have cravings for junk. I have a partner who also suffers from anxiety attacks and would not wish it on my worst enemy. Just thought I would provide some information about a medication that may be a viable non-anxiety inducing alternative to Vyvanse to help on your weight loss journey. Mm. Noted. Yeah. Take that over to my psychiatrist today. Be like, listen, what are we doing about this? There was one thing that my other shrink was going to prescribe to me that had cognitive uh, cognitive effects. Benefits or no, negative effects? Negative. Jesus. And they were like, he was like, I'd rather do this than five minutes. He's like, no. Wait, that's crazy. Yes. He's like, you might have memory problems. You might start to uh, what? not be able to like. How is that? I was like, I was how like, is that what helpful? are you talking about? He's like, well, it's not addictive. I was like. I'm finding a new psychiatrist. That's insane. 
Anyway, and I did. From Anonymous. Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. I'd like to stay anonymous. Done. The reason I'm writing because my, is because my sister-in-law told me that she wants to pursue pregnancy as a single person sometime this next year. While I would normally totally support a woman's decision to have a baby however she wants, my sister-in-law is only 24, not yet established in her career, and lives in a city away from family or any sort of support network. Super worried about her going through the process of insemination pregnancy and especially postpartum without the help of a partner or family to surround her. When I asked her more about it, how she plans to do it, why now, etc., the only answer she could give me is that she wants to have kids before she's 30 and doesn't feel the need to wait for a man to do it. Again, I will totally support this mentality if it were in a different context where she more established and had more of a support system. She seems highly confident in her ability to tackle being a single mom, but I think she doesn't yet understand what it actually means and the toll it can take on your mind, body, and spirit. I know my sister-in-law will make a great mom one day, but how can I communicate my concerns to her without it seeming like I'm telling her what to do? Of course, that I don't think she can, or worse, rather, that I don't think she can do it. Thanks so much for all you do for this community, especially for always keeping it real. Dory. Yes, Matt. What do we deal with here? This is a 24-year-old who wants to become a single mother by choice. I think you can express your concern once mm-hmm. and then you have to let it go. Yep. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think you have to sort of be like, well, she is a grown-ass woman. Yep. She is, uh, I mean, she seems to be set in her ways as far as like, this is what she wants. Do I think it's a great idea? No. But. And I would also say like, if she does go through with it to the extent that you can, like try not to punish her for her choice, you know, like don't like refuse to babysit because like she brought that on herself. But punish the child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's not a, it's not a great situation, but also she is an adult. um, And I think, you know, maybe like take her out to lunch and, Tell her like kindly your concerns, but again, I think you get to do it once, and then you have to you have to let her make her own choices. Yeah, but you don't have to like give her money for it, or you know what I mean. No, like that's not that's not on you. No. What do you what? what? Just like thinking about like the idea of being a twenty four year old single human being with a child far away from your family and how inconceivably difficult that must be. Yeah. I mean, maybe also like if, if you know any single moms, like put her in touch with them. Yeah. You know, someone's going to have better advice and they're going to email us. Yeah. Uh, we got time honey for another email here. Hello, Matt, Dorian, Bo. We, di- f- we did not answer this last week, right? Uh, we answered a qu- we answered a similar question on the Patreon episode. Okay, yeah, I feel like we've gotten this question before. I get it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, here's the question. My fiance, my fiance, <laughs> my fiance and I are going to get married in early May for our honeymoon. We're taking a long weekend in Vegas. 
Since you two got married there, are there any recommendations of places we must go, things we must do or see while we are there? If you read this, thank you, Emily and Evan. Well, stay somewhere nice. Treat yourself to a nice room at the Mandarin Oriental or the Four Seasons. Somewhere yeah. that doesn't have a casino so that you're not having your honeymoon in a casino. Um, I think that's going to be best for you. As far as food goes, literally any kind of food you want, they have amazing versions of it. Yeah, I would say make a make at least one reservation at a really nice restaurant. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yep. Um also that way you're not like wandering around trying to find dinner. The Mandarin Oriental has a really lovely like grown-up bar. Yes. Um with a beautiful view. So even if you don't stay there, like get drinks there, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um I would also say if you're into spa stuff, you should book a spa appointment. I will say I went to the Mandarin Oriental by myself once and uh had left my key in the room and it took about an hour and a half at 2.30 in the morning for the front desk to get me into my room. Oh, dear. Yeah, it was fucking miserable. What happened? Why, why did it take so long? Their computer was down. It was a whole thing. And I oh was my just God. like... That's... Just open my fucking door. That's crazy. Anyway. Um, make a spa appointment. Mm-hmm. Go to a show. Couples treatment would be good if you like yeah. the Beatles at all. I would highly recommend Cirque du Soleil Love, which has just been redone a little bit. Um, that's at the Mirage. Um, if you want to like, if you're into like the Avengers, you can go to the Avengers Station, which is down at the end in front of Treasure Island. I think there's a whole little Avengers thing there. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's great shopping at the the Caesar shops and at the. Uh, there's a mall. The Venetian Fashion, shops. And the then there's Fashion the pa- yeah. Show Mall, I think it's called. Um, and, uh, you know, you could also do fun things, too, like take a helicopter tour of the Grand Canyon. I mean, there is a lot to do that isn't gambling. There's also the Neon Museum, which I've never gone to. Yeah, that's a little out there. You have to, you know, take a cab or an Uber. But, uh, yeah, all those old neon signs used to be in Vegas. Yeah, I want to go there sometime. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. It would be. But there's a lot to do, Emily and Evan. Have fun. Please. Uh, and also look for what's happening that weekend. You're going. Yeah. Because uh, there could be a, a... Like a fun concert. Gay Rodeo was there last time I was there. Mm. Um, a couple times before that was the Rodeo World World Rodeo Championships or something like that. And cool. that was quite a time to be waiting in an airport security line, let me tell you. Oh, boy. Uh, you you want to see people who uh, really don't know to take off their belt buckles before <laughs> it's going rodeo through, people before going through a metal detector. It's uh, people that break cults for a living. Uh, okay, it's time to thank you, Patreon supporters. We're sorry the podcast is a little bit shorter, but we're under a little time crunch because Dory has to go do an interview. I have to go back to work, and uh, we're leaving for New York tomorrow. So. We'll have already left New York by the time you hear this. Well, I will have. Dory will be there. Find her. Uh, don't I'll, don't find me. <laughs> uh, you could find Dory at places like uh, La Pancatidian. No, that's me. Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. You guys are terrific. You guys help us out very much. You guys are the reason we keep doing this podcast, honestly. Without you, we would have no drive. 
Uh, so big thank you to our Patreon supporters. And that goes to uh, the following people. Stu, thank you. The Holterman clan. I love that you guys are all in as one right now. Christy McGallis, Jennifer Floyd, Stephanie Thompson, Catherine Barresen, Rob Thayer III, Tyler Rosewood, Nan Okagawa, Lex Conant. Boy, Lex. Lex. I hope you're enjoying your backlog. Jolene Sigler, Chelsea Roger, Melinda Phelps, Barrett Pope, Benji Burlow, Sabrina Stern, Sarah Prager, Daniel Kohler, Mackenzie Erickson, Martin Patterson, Magana Prasad, and of course, Julia. Thank you so much to all of you people. Who there was another page of donors. Well, you must have it because, oh my God, do I ever. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. Here goes. We're still going. Kathy Hill, Leslie Shoup, Alec and Meredith Babel, Ashley Sicily. I like that name. It's a Sicil and then a Lee. Uh, Mary Basica, Lori Leeming, Chinami Worth, Carly Moore Surd, Stephen Azra. I'm sorry, Stephen Azar. Evelyn Morgan, Emily McNaughton, Michelle Kitzmiller, Danielle Lynn. Muriel Kloss. I like the name Muriel. I think it, it could be Murray. M-I-R-I-E-L-L-E. Yeah, I knew a girl oh, in high school who spelled it that way. Well, Murray, great. Muriel, I like it more. Ariana Perry, Carrie Mills, Sari Yim, Heather Nelson, Narantha Balagopal, Megan Cantwell, Jack Woodyard, Julie Phillips, Kelsey Kinneman. Siri K. Gasky, Laura Mayer, April Cherry, April Patrick, Daniela Harker, Kate Kudlich, Lizelle Rampano. Did we ever get a pronunciation on Lizelle? Lizel, Liesel. Did we ever figure that out? Liesel. Liesel Rampano. Anne Svensson Toon, Margaret Metcalf, Erica Brown, Linnea Thunsel, Tanya Davidova. And Sherry Olson and Ross Mandon. Ross closing it out. Sherry almost closing it out. Tanya similarly almost closing it out. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. could go backwards and read everybody's name again, but we have to go. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, I... tune in next week for whatever the hell the results are for our fun time. <laughs> Yeah. Fun IVF time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>